Welcome to another episode of From Beyond Fandom, a podcast about fandom from fangirls, but for everybody. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And Keisha, you know, we're we're going to talk about, you know, <laughs> I have no fucking idea how to frame this episode. It has a theme, but um, Keisha, why don't we talk about what we've been up to lately? You know, like what kind of things, uh, okay. you know, we're... Have we been into and watching or, like, anything of note, you know? Do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Uh, you can go first because I, I have to psych myself up for what I'm about to say. Okay. So. Okay. I mean, you don't have to get too, like, in the... You know, you can censor yourself. No, like, I'm not going to get, like, too detailed, but then part of me kind of wants to because, like, parts of it are, like, why stigmatize this thing when it's popular in other formats? Yeah, like, exactly. I, 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 have a, I have a whole thing to say, so. Okay. So, let's see. I've... Finished up Mythic Quest, which was pretty good. Oh, I still gotta catch up on that. Um, I think they were renewed for season three and four at the same time, so there is more coming. <laughs> Unless they change their mind. That, that doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, ooh, well, we'll talk about that more later. Yep. Um, and I've started Ghost, the UK version, the original one. And oh, I finished fun. season one of that. And yeah, because uh, my sister finished it. And she was like, it's definitely worth your watch because it's different enough. Like, there are some characters that definitely are very similar, but not not really. It's like in the U.S. one, it's like, it feels like they combined a couple characters together, like, merged them <laughs> into one. Except for, like, the one uh, scout leader who has an arrow through his neck is, like, pretty much so far the same on both. <laughs> so, yeah. I like, that, I like that you I like that you did that um, and, and watched both of them because... I used to do that regularly. I used to watch American versions and British versions of the same thing all the time. Because it's so fun to compare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I recommend both. The, definitely, the British one definitely feels, like, different tonally, even, from the American one. I'll, maybe I'll go into a deeper dive on that when I've caught up on the British one. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, for now, it's definitely different. A- anything else? For media, no. <laughs> it's so sad. I have to, like, literally open my letterbox and be like, what the fuck have I watched? Um... <laughs> It hasn't been much. Uh, let's see. Uh, not really any... Sh- God, have I watched, like, any shows? Not really. Um, well, the boy and I are catching up on American Dad, which has been delightful enough. Mm, um, that good counts. Interviewing. I think it counts. Um, it's, you know... it's go. Can you believe that it's almost been on for 20 seasons? Damn. <laughs> They're on, like, 17, I think, now? Damn. Or 18? Yeah. That's crazy. It, to go from, like, a, a one-joke, one-note, like, post-9-11 bit to, like, being the best thing that Seth MacFarlane and co, because he's, you know, not really involved on that level of it anymore, have created is, like, is it's nuts. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, movies, uh, God, I don't know. Um, I don't remember what I might have talked about here versus, like, Eclipsed or whatever. Because I, I think I already talked about the one thing I really liked over on that podcast, so I won't repeat myself. Which was that? On the count of three. Did I, I have, talk about that? I have no memory of you talking to me about that, even. Oh, shit. That was, like, one of the best things I've seen lately. Um, So, On the Count of Three is this movie that is uh, came out last year, technically, I guess, but, um, but I, I saw it this year. And, um, or I guess, like, a techni- technically 2021, but it came out 22. You know how that goes. Um, it's uh, directed by Jared Carmichael, that comedian who's, like, really popping off lately. Um, he's, he's, he co-stars in it. 
with um, Christopher Abbott, who um, I think it's kind of interesting that Adam Driver gets all the heat, like, post-girls, mm-hmm. when Christopher Abbott is out here also having been a member of that cast, just fucking killing it in every single role that he does, and is, like, an absolute joy and highlight of anything he's in. Like, I hear he's in something, I'm like, oh, shit, that's gonna be good. So, Christopher Abbott's great. Um, so, On the Count of Three is about these childhood friends who are both in, like, a really bad place in life. And uh, they decide uh, that they are going to enter into a suicide pact. And they are going to kill each other by the end of one last day. It's funny, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the most hilarious needle drops I've heard in a long time in anything. Just thinking about it makes me smile. Um, But it's it's an incredible movie. I I really would like more people to see it and talk about it. yeah, on the count of three, it's definitely not for everybody. It's it's pretty dark, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, but also just really um, great and like life affirming at the end, sort of. Um, but it doesn't hold back either. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, you didn't talk about that one before, so <laughs> okay, I couldn't remember because I, I I talked about it at work a lot because I was trying to get someone to watch it. Um, and yeah, so that and then I watched um. A couple other things, but the only one I would really want to mention is I watched um, I watched the new Park Chan Wook uh, film, Decision to Leave, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I thought I would like it more than I did, but I didn't hate it. I did get a coworker to watch that, and he did not like it. Um, but that just it, it completely shows our, our different like tastes because he hated the ending, and I love the ending. So, um, mm. but it's it's interesting. It's this movie. It's about this um, police detective who basically falls in love with a suspect after after a murder um, occurs, and sort of like their weird relationship as that goes on, and what they're kind of willing to do for each other, um, like the lengths they'll go to ethically. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting. It has like a like it's obviously it's like a murder case and stuff, but it's kind of light on a lot of it. And uh, kind of like a like a weird take on almost like a meet cute rom com kind of thing, but then like in the middle it gets really interesting because it, it kind of goes and you're just like, oh okay, this movie should almost be over, right? And then you look and you see you have like an hour and a half left, and you're like, what? <laughs> and like it kind of it kind of you know it takes some interesting chances. But um, I saw it on a bunch of best of lists, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know. Um, so it was interesting, uh, really beautifully shot, obviously. The man is a very good director, but um, yeah, decision to leave is pretty okay. Um, I have not watched any television. I don't really think besides all that American Dad. Um, anime season this year just not really providing. Um, we we had a great season and a great year last year, so it you know inevitably it wasn't gonna like do much. But um, there's some that I think that I'm gonna check out. I just haven't yet. But, um, yeah, because that was, like, the brunt of a lot of my viewing was, like, just a lot of, like, oh, Spy Families this week and Chainsaw Man, I don't know. But, um, not anymore. So, that's a thing. Um, so, I guess the, the media consumption that I have been doing, uh, is, uh, one that I feel like is very appropriate for this particular podcast with its particular, um, I guess, like, point of view and message to, like, talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and Rachel already knows what the answer is because I'm constantly talking at her about it. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, just, just being on an archive of our own a lot and, uh, 
hanging out on certain tags and just reading a lot of stories. And um, in particular, a couple of them. Uh, but one that uh, that just updated today that I'm, I've just been uh, obsessed with. And her weekly updates are killing me because she's so good at cliffhangers. Like, she's so good at... I don't know if it's a she. They are so good at uh, cliffhangers and world building in this world that, like, has some canon attached to it, but not... Not a lot. It's a lot of stuff that fans are kind of... It's an interesting intersection between canon and fanon. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll say what it's from. um, Because I think it's kind of cool that I've noticed there's such a community around this one thing. Which is... um, So the fourth, and I guess last for now. Fingers crossed. uh, Studio album from the band My Chemical Romance. They had an album that was the... um, the fabulous lives of the, uh, you know, the true lives of the fabulous uh, Killjoys, and so in that album they had like personas, um, in like the music videos and all the like artwork and shit, and so it sort of created this like world. And what was interesting is that they have fully had a concept album before. They have had a front to back almost entirely, um, like rock album, like characters, settings, like plots, the whole thing. Whereas they kind of just sort of fell into it. A little bit with like how it went down in the fourth album but what's interesting to me is that the fact that like the fandom has so responded to that world um that it's like one of the most ever-present things that you'll see if you're ever like lurking around like the fandom side of um that particular like band so there's like a fair amount of stories that are that take place in that world and this person does one and it's just like oh it's just so good like it's um I don't know. Just great world building, great characters, um, really great conflicts. Um, it doesn't. It's very unflinching. Uh, it's absolutely adult content. Um, but it's the sequel to their first story that they did, and so it's like this whole goddamn like series now. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just been I've been enjoying reading that, and it's so funny because it's like I, I remember when it, it's so interesting to me how like this has sort of grown as as a a thing for people to be into and not just like fanfic, but like particularly like, let's get real here. Um, I work in a bookstore and the number one thing that people come in and ask for is smut. <laughs> that's not, that's not an exaggeration. I have mm-hmm. mostly, mostly AFAB people who come in and they want to know where it is. They, we have tables that are dedicated to it because it sells like crazy. Also pretty sure it's getting stolen like crazy. That's a whole other different thing. Um, but, um, yeah, no, there are, like, all these little series. Uh, almost all of them started out as Wattpad or fanfic, like, from different websites. Like, almost all of them. So this is, like, just published versions of this shit. But it's so interesting how that went from, like, a, a, a thing that you didn't ask people for by name to someone coming up to you and going, what's worse than this? Because I want that, you know? And mm-hmm. that's already worse, that what they're showing you. So it's so interesting to feel all, like, blushy about reading it from the source when that's one of the most popular subsets of like books right now um so i don't know i just i just think that's kind of interesting how that's like shifted um do you think do you think that this is still like the after effects of being cracked open by like 50 shades of gray 100 percent, 100 fucking percent yeah like i i had a real vendetta against that book um when it came out and uh but it's so interesting, like, the impact of that mm-hmm. goddamn 
phenomenon can't be understated. It truly can't. You can't deny it. Shit's the Wild West now, for real. Like, I could pick up so many books at my work and go, this is this fanfic. This is this pairing. Look at this cover art. They're not even trying to act like it's not, you know? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's truly interesting how that's just blown wide open. Um, but, uh, but again, interesting how it seems to me the only stuff that's really getting a lot of publishing attention, at least currently, because I, I think it's, you know maybe still too new of a trend to be brave enough not to it's it's het stuff it's hetero it's heterosexual like it's it's you know it's it's straight pairings and stuff mm-hmm. and i just I, I just find that really interesting considering the nature of like fandom typically speaking is quite queer um yes at least you know at least a lot of it is and i find it truly truly fascinating that you don't see like I don't know. I can't, like, go pick up a book, um, you know, like a popular, like, you know, book talk title or something that, you know, everyone's really talking about and can't be like, yeah, see, look, this is Stucky. Look, it literally looks like them on the cover, you know, but I can do that with, like, several Rilo books. Several. There's several. <laughs> um, you sent me photos of them. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> it's still really funny to me. Um, which, hey, you know, do whatever you want. Ship whatever you want. I'm certainly no one to judge. But, um I don't know, I just I just think it's kind of interesting how it's still so goddamn straight and a lot of the smut that people read or spicy they call them spicy it's spicy books mm-hmm. um you know because I guess that's like more you know okay to ask for and to say um it's so heterosexual and it's just so interesting to me it's like I don't know that's I I truly don't think that's the stuff that's getting written about or read the most on those websites like not AO3 at least I can't speak for Wattpad but um you look at the statistics and it's all right there and yet it's not being reflected in the publishing world. And I think that's kind of interesting. Do you think a lot of it is like, it's just, that's where the money is right now. I do. And like I said, it's still pretty new. Just this idea of like, yeah, let's just literally put this fanfic out here. Um, to such an extent that so many people are doing it. Like you said, it is a post 50 shades of gray effect, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just kind of interesting how, I don't know. It's it's so it's it's become so commonplace that like everyone's reading these like and and it's not like they're tame. They're not. Um they're they're pretty they're pretty pretty racy a lot of them. Um I can think of a couple in particular that I've just read like <laughs> the back cover is just nothing but trigger warnings and I'm like Jesus. Um and for me to say that that's a big deal. Um <laughs> it, it's just so interesting how like everyone's just out here out and about doing that but um you know, if you ask someone what they're reading on like AO3, they they won't tell you. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to put a gun to their head. Like um, I I I, just, I don't know. I think the disconnect's really interesting. Like um, I I have a I'll have a conversation with a friend of mine at work. Um, and we <laughs> we have this really funny way of communicating where we both talk about our fix, but we don't talk about our fix. Um, so. It'll be, like, the most vague, like, oh, yeah, you know, my thing updated last night. It was it was really good, and it had, like, this thing in it. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I read something that was like this. And either, and we'll just kind of look at each other. It's like, I'm not going to say what my pairing is, and you're not going to say what your pairing is. And I'm not going to say what my content was, and you're not going to say it either. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Because <laughs> we're still going to have this little conversation. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I mean, I already, I already know some of hers and she knows mine, but I mean, I think it's just so funny how you can like talk about it without talking about it. Like you can be very close with someone, but they'll be like, oh, what are your tags on AO3? And you're like, I'd rather kill myself <laughs> tell you. Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just weird where the disconnect is, you know? I don't know. Cause I see like when people buy those books, they're usually so social about it. A lot of them are like with their friends and stuff, you know? And it's just, it's just weird how like that's acceptable, I guess. Cause it's like a book. So it's legitimate somehow now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't mean to babble, but I had a lot to say about it the more I thought about it. It's not so, just being in yeah. some silly, weird little fandom thing. It's an actual book well, off the shelf. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look, it's a book. Somebody published this. It's legitimate. It's not just, you know, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's weird stuff. And they they published it. <laughs> like, it's both. Like... Get that coin. To say, I, I haven't watched stuff, but I've read things. That's what I've been up to. So. That counts. It counts. Okay. <laughs> it counts. I just feel like with what this podcast in particular, like the message of it and stuff, I feel like this is where you could say that. <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, all right. Yes. It's a podcast about fandom from fangirls, but for everybody. so and you know and you know there is another like facet to it as well i don't know how deep you want me to go but like i didn't really do a lot of i don't know my relationship to fanfic has always been so weird Mm -hmm. because like i've wrote i've written it Mm -hmm. you know i've read it Mm -hmm. but like i never had those like stories that where i was just like that's that's fucking art. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, that's that's as good as any book, blah, 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 you know. Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I never had that, at least not in the fandoms I was in. And so it's interesting to kind of go back to what was in many ways my first fandom. Um, just I just never interacted with it or anything. But it was the first fanfics I ever read were, were band fics. Um, but, uh yeah, no, it's it's interesting to kind of have that moment now where it's like, oh, there's some really great shit out there. <laughs> like, uh, there's some really great stories. And, you know, I think part of it is because I'm not participating in it. So I don't feel competitive or anything. And I think that's what happened with Heroes. Yeah. So I was just like, ah, oh, these people suck. I could do better. Ugh, you know. But, uh, and, you know, just being a 20-something asshole. But um, it is interesting to see, like, what people were talking about all this time, where it's like, oh my god, yeah, there's some actual, like, really good, like, short fiction out there. Fuck. So. You just get to sit there and yum, 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 consume it. <laughs> That's literally what I've been doing. It's pretty self-indulgent, I have to say. But anyway, moving on. That's what I've been up to. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. So. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um. I think mm-hmm. that it's cool, especially with you talking about, like, fan works and how they, you know, actually legitimately become books that are getting that coin, where it seems to be, like, the one area of fandom that is thriving in spite of some of the rest of the media environment that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, it's kind of hard to get into new fandoms. I mean, you even said this is, like, one of your old fandoms, honestly. Yeah, like, they've been around for a while. And how you don't really see on, like, Tumblr and stuff people just like wild and out about a new fandom for longer than the couple weeks that it's airing or that it's been out. Right. You know, there's, there's no staying power for a lot of things. And I mean, as you've noted in the notes that we're both looking at, there's probably reasons for that. So yeah. Is, is the binge model bad for fandom is like my kind of question. 
And I, I know, know, like, in general, even though you haven't watched a lot of sh- TV, like, lately, you tend to mm-hmm. binge more than I do. I tend to do it, like, yeah. an episode a day, maybe two episodes, mm-hmm. where you will just, like, eat through the whole thing. Well, yeah, like, I very famously watched all of the last season of American Horror Story in a night, <laughs> and I didn't even love it, so... <laughs> Which, I still haven't watched yet! Update to that I know, and you're episode. killing me. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's and there's, like, a lot of new stuff coming out, too, that's like, mm, I want to watch that, and I want to watch that. I know, and like, American Horror Story dead keeps... time never existed, you liar! <laughs> <laughs> American Horror Story just slides to the back further and further. Ugh, yeah. yeah. I don't blame you either, so... Yeah. I'm not excited about it. Like, it, it was like, ooh, Quinta, I, but I, I don't like... blame you for that either. Yep. Wah. Wah. But no, um, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like depends on the property. I think some things benefit from that, like, blast of watching it all at once and talking about it with everybody over the next week and being not afraid to say anything about it because you've all seen it, so there's no spoilers or whatever. Um, I, I think particularly of the last season of Stranger Things when I say that, mm-hmm. um, cause I watched it really late compared to everyone else and everyone was just like, it wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So I already knew like half the shit that was going to happen. So that's the thing, right? Is it's like if, if you're in or near people talking about that kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're, you in danger girl, if you're not, you know, if you're not getting on the bus, but, um, Typically speaking, you know, it's interesting. I used to be such a binge person, but now I've actually come around to watching a couple at a time a little more. It's depending on what it is, but um yeah, I'm no longer like, no, I need to sit here for 12 hours and do nothing else. Mm-hmm. So. But the funny thing about Stranger Things is it kind of does both, especially this last season because there was a break. Well, because they, one of yeah. the things that is like kind of lost is theory crafting. On a show that can be yeah. binged. There isn't a week yeah. to week in between where you're, like, discussing about what could happen next. Whereas, like, I guess you could right. say Stranger Things had, like, a month in between. It's, like, first chunk and second chunk. So there was a lot of theory crafting going around about, like, what could happen. Like, oh, it's going to be this. And this is clearly pointing to this is going to mm-hmm. happen, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know if that also helped it, like, get more in the conversation over the summer. During that, like, month Maybe. break. Because I saw, like, so much on TikTok and stuff at that time. Oh, my God. My whole FYP was just... It, it didn't matter what I did, either. It did not matter. The whole thing was Stranger Things related. And I was just like, oh, this is fine. But, like, I'm not really, like, into it like these people are. Like, holy God. But that being so. said, have, I haven't seen anything about it recently. I'm seeing The Last of Us stuff, but that's doing it a weekly thing. Right, and, like, so, like, look at something like The Last of Us, which I haven't watched yet, I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, th- that might be, like, pretty soon, because, yeah, that sounds great. Um, but I got rid of HBO Max, which we'll talk about down the road with other things we're going to talk about today, because, uh, yeah, I've I've reacted accordingly <laughs> to mm-hmm. some, some moves that have been made. Um, no, but uh, I want to watch Last of Us, and yeah, people are fucking compelled by that shit. House of the Dragon I never watched, but people were, like, week to week really stoked to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have theories and stuff. Uh, I think the the model of um, the anti-binge, uh, like, the people who do it the best right now are, it's, it's easily the, the Marvel stuff on Disney+. Plus. So. Mm-hmm. Because they really, you know, craft that, you know, excitement and anticipation that just does not exist if it was like, oh, here's all of, you know, 
Here, could you imagine if all of WandaVision just dropped at once? Nobody yeah. would have cared past, like, a certain, you know, moment. Well, I'd say the Star Wars stuff, too, on there as well, with Andor yeah. and Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorian, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, uh... I, I feel like, I, I mean, yeah, I feel like, like I said, it, it depends on the property, but me personally, like I said, I, I'm getting away from binging as much. That's for sure. I, I feel like it, it uh... I don't know. It certainly doesn't stay with you as long. No. Mm-mm. My little cheese brain needs to be able to hold on to stuff. So, like, yeah. So it's, you know, it's good for communities and stuff. And I'm not even going to go into... I think it's a separate ar- the argument to have of how long a season should be. <laughs> that's a oh, separate God. argument, and I don't think it matters That's a this. whole episode. That's a whole fucking episode. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, so yeah. I won't get into it. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, week by week. Because as I had mentioned before, I think I mentioned this on Eclipse at some point, that it was uh, there was a game theory out where he was talking about what's the best way to consume media. And this was like over a year ago. Uh, you know, once a day, once a week, or once a... Or like binging it all at once. And I think the best was like once a day because you kind of kept information. But I think that way also is not good for fandom stuff, which I think once a week would probably support the most. Um, yeah, because, like, if you, if you think back to, like, the peak of especially something like a, like a Tumblr or a Twitter back when it wasn't a pile of garbage, um, that's definitely the, the stuff that was the biggest on there fandom-wise was weekly shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, your, your Sherlock's, your Supernaturals, etc. Um, they definitely have that ability to, you know, have more people get in on something over the six days in between airing and it makes it more exciting to want to stay caught up, I guess. Mm-hmm. You want to stay because current. You want to understand. Yeah. yeah. You want to stay current. You want to understand what that art means that you saw on your dash last night. And like, yeah. Got to stay away from it too. Watch an episode, the episode. Otherwise you're going to see a bunch of um, <laughs> gift sets. And God, stuff. I remember those days when like you and I had to like, just not be on the computer Yes. And like we would text, we would text each other on the phone because it was like I can't be trusted to open my computer until after Game of Thrones or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like you'd see it somewhere, like on accident. It, it wouldn't even be the place where you thought you'd be, oh and it'd be God. like, "Fuck!" <laughs> well, that's spoiled now. Literally, fuck TV <laughs> line and their entire history of putting the name of an actor who dies in something in like the name of the article. Fuck them, <laughs> and you just like hover over it and you. Can- such assholes. That's so clickbaity. <laughs> yep. Like, it literally just aired. What is wrong with you? Yeah. We don't all live on the East Coast. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess it's interesting because things like Last of Us and, you know, I mean, Mandalorian coming back and everything. It's going to be interesting to see how these future shows and stuff are going to be able to be supported uh, by fans and fandom at large when all this corporate bullshit is happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the X-Man cometh, and not just for your broadcast TV shows. Not anymore. Um, Would you, I wouldn't even call it the X-Man. The X-Man suggests that you can still watch it. Like, well, there's just no more of it. You you can. That, that's different. You can kind of still watch Not them. all of them. Not all so, of them, but some of them are, yeah. you know. Anyway, we're talking about, like, the 
big streamer mergers and the casualties that came from it, especially the wake-up call that was the HBO Max and Discovery Plus announcement. Mm-hmm. Whew. Things just getting killed left to right. The fuck? I am still shocked that they didn't try to, like, at all release it because of a fucking tax break. The, um, what was it? Bat- Catwoman? Batgirl? Batwoman. The Batwoman Batgirl. movie. Batgirl. Batgirl movie. See? The Batgirl movie. That's <laughs> oh. why I'm here. <laughs> like, I knew what it was, but uh, this is not the first episode Dude, that I've made Bat that fucking mistake. family is so fucking complicated. <laughs> there is a Batwoman. Yeah. And there is, and there are several Batgirls, so you're, you're fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was definitely the omen of what was to come, but I think we all should have been scared the moment that that announcement came out and they basically were like, oh, well... HBO will just be a brand under the Discovery label. And it was like, oh, no, that's that's not good. <laughs> that's not good for non-reality television. Mm-hmm. And then this is what's happening now. Um, I really hope that the Batgirl some- somehow comes out. Somehow, some way. It-, it deserves to be seen. Especially with the whole Brendan Fraser thing. Like, fuck. It's amazing to me they're not releasing that just to capitalize on you know, the renaissance of nothing else. Maybe there so. might be discussions going on at this point, maybe even. I don't know. No, the fucking, the guy, the guy who's the CEO, that piece of shit who doesn't know anything, David Zaslav or whatever the fuck his name is. He literally just said like yesterday, he's like, we're never releasing that. It would be detrimental to all involved. And I'm like, excuse you. That's like really harsh. Well, you know, CEOs come and go. Detrimental to all involved. Oh, but we're going to have the flash. Don't you fucking worry about that. <laughs> Oh man. Look forward look forward to that Super Bowl ad because it's one of the ones that they're gonna have. So yeah. Oh lordy. Let's just forget all that. Everyone's forgot, right? It's yeah. fine. But besides Batgirl, they also like unrenewed a whole bunch of shows. Yeah. And yeah. it left um, like us for a minute, and I mean I don't even think we're in the clear yet until the season two airs for um the our flag means death. Well, I know. I don't wanna be like a I don't know. I don't want to like panic, but um, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, oh, but they've shot it and everything. I'm like yeah, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. That's the truly like incredible thing about this is the fact that you can shoot an entire season of television, you can animate an entire season of television, and they'll just go, nah, we're good. Yeah, that's insane. That is that does not occur, mm-hmm. not to the level that it is now. Wild. Like um. So there's this uh, this animated series on AMC called Pantheon. Paul Dano's a voice on it. That's why I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> they have a season two completed or like, it, you know, they, they did it. And AMC is like, no, we're good. So now they're trying to find another place to air it. So like, it's just crazy. Man, it's. Yeah. I lost my train of it's thought. It's an interesting time. Yeah, it's an interesting well, time. Well, it's just like an interesting. Yeah. And like you were saying, some of them in some of these shows that, you know, are not having new episodes, but they were just, you know, kind of resting on these apps. Like you said, they, they are finding new homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them won't. They're just going to be gone. I have to wonder if some of those, these free apps, the Freebie, the Tubi, and mm. the um, Roku that are taking up these, because I think Westworld's going over to something. I don't remember what it said it was. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Tubi. 
Because yeah. a lot of them do do original content, air quote, air quote. And I know a lot was bought from that one quick service one that, like, went out of business, like, was the worst time mm. to come out in 2020. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I'd have to imagine there's got to be stuff behind the scenes being like, okay, how much would it cost to get that on our platform? Because a lot of the free platforms that they're moving to are very similar library-wise, with a few little extra, like, cherries on top to attract people to them. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I can't help but think, like, of all the shows that just won't find a home, and they'll just be gone forever. And, you know, I have to wonder, because we've talked extensively in the past on our other podcast about the writer strike and part of what made it happen. I wonder if this is going to really ruffle some feathers, because if your show isn't airing on anything anymore after it was, you're not getting paid. Yeah, no residuals. And that's going to add up mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, ma'am. Like, um, I don't know, just, yeah, what if you happen to be one of those HBO shows or HBO Max shows that just doesn't ever get aired again after it had been readily available on a library where it had a chance at least of being viewed, maybe not to, like, some spectacular numbers, but people were still getting paid for their work, which is how the current model works. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I have to, I have to think that that's going to um, maybe cause some stuff down the road if this continues, and it seems like it will. Because it's not just HBO Max and Discovery. Now we've got Showtime getting eaten up by Big Daddy Paramount. Mm-hmm. So The difference with that seems to be, even though they are, I think Showtime is cleaning its library a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the difference is Paramount's kind of like, our price is still going to be the same. It's still going to be Paramount Plus. It's just going to be like an extra, the premium tier is not just going to be called Paramount Plus with Showtime or something like that. Right, right. But it's still, like, it's kind of the thing about, like, HBO being under the Discovery banner. It's, like, you're losing these, like, juggernaut important brands, you know? Yeah. These networks whose different identity in the media space meant something. And, you know, I don't know, contributed to the creation of some pretty cool works. And uh, now it's, they're just another, it's just another part of the company, you know? Like, ugh. I can't see how all these mergers are going to go well. And I feel like we're going to hear more and more. It's not. And we're going to see the rise of the free ones for a while, I feel like. The 2B, the Roku channel. Because people are going to get fucking sick of it. I'm already watching more stuff on those than I ever have before. Just because, like, their libraries are pretty okay. They're going to get sick of it. They're not going to want to pirate. And it's just going to be like, well, this is free. I just have to watch some commercials. Because Peacock also announced they're removing the free tier. And they're going only mm-hmm. premium. So there's a whole bunch of people that are, had eyes on it that are going to be gone. Because they'll just go to Tubi or Everyone, whatever. I mean, everyone had to know that was going to happen eventually. That was when they launched, you know? They have to get you try to addicted to something on there, and then they're going to pull the rug out. That's what they do. But even that, like, because I had watched a thing where this guy rated the free stuff. the All the different freebie channels, you know? And mm-hmm. Peacock was, like, F-tier because, like, they had... The only things that they had for free was the thing everyone else had, and you could watch, like, one episode of their premium things. Right, yeah. Because, yeah, they were trying to get you hooked on, like, I don't know, Yellowstone or something. Yeah, so they were, like, F-tier. Yep. They belong there. (laughs) So, yeah, no, it makes sense for them to get rid of their free tier and just be what they are. Seems like less of a waste of time for everyone involved. But, uh, I don't know, it's just, like, it's so interesting. Like, today... Uh, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. The feed sort of all merges in my head. But uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Show got pulled. And, uh, you know, the Twilight the Twilight Zone. And it's just like, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that has a chance of ending up on something else because of, like, who's involved in stuff, you know? I think they were talking but about what, that. But, but, but what if it doesn't? You know, what if it just happens to not? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really cool show. His Twilight Zone has some really cool episodes yes. and some interesting writing, some great performances. Um, hit and miss like all anthology is. But, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I hate the idea of things just disappearing, man. Like, that really, I, I hate that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess with those programs, uh, give us a couple months and we'll probably find out where they landed because I think we just oh, found sure. out about some of the HBO shows where they were landing, like, mm-hmm. recently. Like, uh, like the one of the ones that had their season two revoked is actually um, going to be on a different network now. So mm-hmm. they found a home. Uh, Minx, yeah, which I was going to watch. Oh, so. okay. And I guess I, I guess I still am going to watch it because it's going to have its season two. Because wasn't so. the, that was it Minx or was it something else that had like almost the full season two done <laughs> when they got pulled? I don't remember. It, which was, one it was it was it was it was the Minx. Was it? It was the Minx. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they were one of them, but um, yeah. So people will start eating them up. <sighs> I don't know. They'll start gobbling up those shows. I don't know, like. I feel like there's only so many more moves these companies can make before people just say, fuck it. Even though pirating is harder now, but I think the reason why pirating got harder and there seems to be less readily available and easy to use sites than there used to be is because people got complacent with all of their streamers. Like they said, they weren't going to, but now that they're starting to piss people off again, I think we're going to see the rise of some pretty good streamers again (laughs) for, uh, for, illegal watching mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i truly think that's how it's gonna work um because like the netflix password thing <laughs> eat my ass um like that oh i can't wait to see what that does to their like stock and everything yeah once it actually starts because people are talking about it now and they're like oh that's pretty messed up but once it actually starts and people actually start getting like banned and like blocked and like yeah, I think that's gonna I think that's really gonna shoot them in the face. It's gonna be really just do. like, well, bye, I'll go watch something somewhere else, y'all. Yep. Yep. Maybe you'll see me back for like Stranger Things or something, but by that time they'll have just, learned. <laughs> there's so many people, and I always see this in the comments of those posts who like travel for work and stuff, and it's like, oh, so I can't use the service that I pay for because I happen to be in a different zip Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, this has nothing to do with password sharing. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yep, that's gonna bite them in the ass. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, look, it, it was it was fun while it lasted, but it's time for these juggernauts to die, so. That's just another mark against, like, losing goodwill of, like, people that are watching your stuff, especially with how quickly they like to cancel things after, like, one oh, season yeah. and stuff, and it's like, why should I watch it in the first place? I'm not gonna get invested into it. That's kind of what I've been going through. Like, one of my coworkers, he's been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix in particular that I know has been canceled already. Yeah. And I'm just like, why would you go through that? Like, not to be that guy. Because I used to watch a lot of things that had been canceled, you know, back in the day. But it's just like, unless this is some art that people are telling me I'm going to miss out on, uh, why would you go through that? It's just going to not give you any sort of closure. If you go in knowing it's dead, I think that's all right. But if you're, like, watching it when it came out and then, like, up two months later, they're like, oh, no, season two. And you're just like, fuck. I'm always the one that has to tell him. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. I'm like, you know that got canceled, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And then he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. They're not making any more of the Midnight Club or whatever. So, yeah. Well, Wednesday got renewed, not- which I enjoyed. But, yeah. I'm salty about fucking Resident Evil. I thought that was better than people said it was, so. I mean, I didn't watch any, but you were the only person I know who thought it was any good, so. 
it's annoying. But. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, no, um, I, I, saw actually, I actually saw another interesting point on a post because I was reading um, a bunch of comments on a post about the Netflix password thing last night. Uh, in preparation for this, also. Um, the interesting thing about shows like Wednesday getting all this like viral heat is, yeah, the people who are giving your show free promotion are the people who are, who are getting those passwords shared. Like, mm-hmm. You're going to really come to regret locking out the young people the teenagers the like yeah so yep they're not gonna be able to pay for their own shit like you know, so mm-hmm. I, I i feel like it has wide ranging uh wide reaching uh Im- implications oh yeah so, definitely oh yes but you know no no time better than the present to start spending ungodly amounts of money on the shit you want to have forever <laughs> it's gonna get taken off of everything so yeah bust your dvd players out let's talk about physical media baby let's do it so you want to get away from the streaming life or you know get 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 some of that money cut off no goodbye netflix goodbye paramount plus goodbye hbo max um (laughs) goodbye peacock if you were paying for peacock i don't know I've I've already gotten rid of a bunch of them and you know why so that i could have more money to buy physical media that is the literal reason yep and I think you and I are in two different schools of thought about physical media and collecting physical media. Um, just from what you've you've told me, I think we're in two different like playing fields, but the same the same idea oh, that we want to have a physical copy of something that well, we enjoy. Well, if by playing fields you mean logical versus irresponsible, then yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like. In in my camp, I think it's like a good time to buy your DVDs, your CDs again if mm. you've gotten rid of, them, especially mm-hmm. for stuff that you love. Like, why pay for Peacock f- to um, watch The Office if you're a big The Office fan when you can go to any Goodwill and start collecting all the freaking yep. seasons up and maybe spend I don't know twenty bucks, thirty bucks, depending on how, what your pricing is there. Also, you could probably pick up a pretty okay DVD player there too. So. Exactly. DVD or a Blu-ray player. Because everyone got rid of them when streaming became, like, a big thing. Like, the only thing. So, and if you're, now's the time. if you're like, oh, the space. Like, with DVDs and CDs, you don't have to keep the case. I've got, like, a whole bunch of little, like, CD holder things that I got that are, look like these big jewel cases, and they're great. I have all mm-hmm. my TV season in it that used to take up, like, five shelves. Now I only take up one shelf when I've got, like, five of them, and they're all in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, oh God. So, and then, and then, and then it becomes organized versus disorganized because I'm like, I have a bunch of TV shows. I don't know where they all are, mm-hmm. um, but I have them. <laughs> they're in, they're in various boxes and, and, and cabinets and I, on shelves. And yeah. I was forced to make a list. I had one running on a spreadsheet, but I wasn't te- keeping very good track of it. So I put it on my collection tracker app. Because twice, I accidentally bought a season twice. But luckily, it was at, like, Goodwill or a garage sale, so I just redonated it. <laughs> Ate the loss. I'm gonna... I'm gonna have to get the name of that app from you, because <laughs> I'm gonna run into that real fast. Oh, I love things. it. I put all my collection stuff on there, and it doesn't... It, it's on my phone. You can sync it between your desktop and your phone. It's great. And also, for physical media, for DVDs, don't count out your fucking Dollar Tree, because they've gotten a lot of, like... Weird backstock from like who knows where because I found oh, season yeah. five of Orphan Black there, 
they had a bunch of like random um, TV seasons there, and like a whole bunch of like fairly recent movies. Like I think they had Star Trek Beyond and stuff on Blu-ray with the digital copy. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. needed that, it's right there for a dollar twenty. I should check out our local Dollar Tree and see what they have. <laughs> like it used to be like a whole bunch of like crap, which is probably also on the free, sure. <laughs> the free tier, you know, yeah. the free streaming stuff. But like, or even. Yeah. Even, like, a Walmart with their bins, you know? Yep. You can do pretty good sometimes. It feels like this like, was, like, an overstock cleanup of, like, old Walmart bin stuff. Probably That they, like, so, that Dollar Tree honestly. bought and, like, put out around Christmas time. But I've still seen a whole bunch there. hmm Yeah. So, like, it's a great time, especially, like, economics-wise. Like, economically, you can buy your, your season of whatever. You can buy, like, the whole season of Shit's Creek probably on Amazon for, like, 20 bucks on mm-hmm. DVD. And you'd have that to rewatch whenever you want. Oh, yeah. It won't matter what streaming service you have or who decides to take the rights for, you know, that show for this month. Nah, fuck it. You can watch it whenever you want. The way it's supposed to be. Like, if, you, like if you're like you watching, you know, Heroes Reborn and it's not available on any streaming service, <laughs> then maybe you should buy the DVD copy of that so you could watch it whenever you want. God, we really should have done that at the beginning of this. <laughs> I mean, I still can. There's nothing stopping me. But, uh... Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can have it whenever you want. Got to add it to the Heroes collection. Because I've got Heroes on, like, three different formats. I've got the HD DVD, I've got the Blu-ray, and I've got the regular. And two of those formats, two two of those formats I bought at garage sales. (laughs) So, yeah. I never, because I made my choice in the format wars uh, stubbornly, but also ended up being right Mm -hmm. by getting the Blu-rays. But um, I never got the HD uh, ones, um, HD DVD. But I have, like, the standard, and I have the Blu-ray, and I have the whole series on both. I so. think only season one came out on HGDVD. I'm unsure about any of the other ones. I'd have to look that up. Um, it definitely did, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because I just have season one. Because I saw it at a garage sale and laughed and was like, I will take this. <laughs> I have no way to play it, but <laughs> I will take this. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, like... I still have all of my CDs from when I was a mm-hmm. kid. All of them. Same. They're in a giant briefcase Same. in my closet. Um, which is kind of a bummer now because um, I'll see um, people like on TikTok and stuff posting um, either they'll buy vintage ones online for ridiculous prices or they'll, you know, go find like newer ones. Um, and so they've got like the uh, the artwork and the liner notes and everything when you know, teenage me was like, Nar, I'm going to tear those apart and hang them on my wall. Um, <laughs> so it was a cool ass wall, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer that I don't have a lot of, um, the, the fun extra stuff, uh, for some of my favorite CDs, but I still have the CDs, which is nice. Um, I just bought two CDs. That was my most recent thing I bought. What'd you buy? I got... I sometimes will, like, glance at them, and if there's one that catches my eye, I'll look harder. I picked up Florence and the Machine Ceremonials and oh. Amy Winehouse Back in Black, or Back to Black. Look at you. Those are the two that I just picked up at Savers for $2 a piece. Um, I am spending significantly more than that on my, <laughs> my physical media hobby. I don't want to talk about uh, exact totals running, mm-hmm. but um, there have been choices made. Uh, no, but what I, I'm, I'm buying, okay. So I, I, I've sort of dabbled in the past with it, but now I'm back in hard 
that I want to collect vinyl records. Mm-hmm. And they're not they're not essentially expensive. A lot of them are like getting reprinted because that's what people have now. CDs aren't really getting made anymore. People are releasing their new albums on vinyl now. That's just how the the weird sort of like thing has swung backwards, mm-hmm. but um yeah, for real. Like it's like, oh, um unless you're looking for like Taylor Swift or Adele, you're not going to find a CD of something yeah. very easily. Uh not in the world anyway. Uh, but a record? Yeah, you could probably find that. You know, Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble. Um, so I've started collecting pretty consistently. Um, the The current goal is to replace the best parts of my CD collection. Um, so that's kind of a lot. But um, I'm trying to get all the white whales right now, mm-hmm. which is fucking, fucking expensive. Because um, I want to get all the My Chem stuff that I can uh, and all the Frank Iero stuff that I can, um, which is what led to me saying the thing I said to you earlier where I was like, so the current math that's going on in my head right now is going, well, I could never buy the My Chemical Romance conventional weapons box set that I missed out on several years ago because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, cause it goes for like a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Could never do that. But... There is a vinyl record on eBay currently of Frank Iero's first band that he was in before he joined MyChem. That's only 300 And honestly, like, 300 compared to 1100 is, like, it's a steal, honestly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, oh, God. It's like a, it's like mint. It's mint. It's never been opened. It's, uh, I don't think I'm going to find one for that good of a price again. I've seen it on Discogs for more than that, and I'm just like, fuck. How good is that fucking seller at shipping stuff? Because I've I've seen on, like, Reddit and stuff people having heartbreak over how their vinyl records have been shipped and, like, fucked up. thankfully, as long as the vinyl works, I kind of don't care about the packaging. I mean, I'm talking, like, like, vinyl snapped in half to the Oh, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure. And that's just, but that's eBay, though. That's the risk you take. Yeah. Um, I've bought a couple, I've bought a couple off of there now, I think. And, uh, it's been good. Um... But yeah, that's the risk you take. That's just part of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I keep telling myself once the white whales are collected, I'll, I'll be like better at just like buying one or two a month. But we know that's not true. I like collecting things. Because um, now I'm like, ooh, what if I collect records of uh, albums I've never heard before? And then that's like when I listen to them. And that would be kind of cool. And yeah, so it's just it's going down a, a path already. Um, but yeah, it's still nice though, because it's like, I, again, to, to bring it back around, like, um, like I said, I'm trying to get all the Frank Iero, uh, side bands and stuff. And the Leathermouth album does not, it's not hard. It's, it's not very easy to find. It's actually quite hard. Um, there's CDs for it go for anywhere from about two to $300, um, because it's just a smaller band. The vinyl is in between printings. It does go into print sometimes mm-hmm. and it, you know, goes for a normal price, but because I can't get a physical version of it currently, I had to get a digital version off of, you know, Amazon. And I hate that. I hate that I am dependent upon Amazon not just, like, deleting it or it being removed from the streaming service that I use. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks, you know? Like, I want to have a physical copy of it so that doesn't – I don't have to worry about that happening because it's, like, an incredible album. Um, I hate being at the mercy of uh, these companies – when I'm trying to not be anymore. Trying to break yeah. free from the having to be reliant on the internet in a way. Yeah, I guess it's part of that. Yeah. It is kind of nice if, you know, 
Yeah. It's like uh, when the internet goes out and you've like, oh, but I've got my DVD box sets. Yep. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know. All those plugs. That kind of thing. It's kind of like that with uh, video games as well, honestly. You know, where like they're, they're, they want so bad to kind of phase out <laughs> physical media a little bit as far as video games go. Mm. And honestly, a lot of the indie games on the PC, there's no way you can buy a physical copy of it. Unless it's a special limited run one or whatever. But, um, yeah, I know for games, anyway, I try to get the little physical copies if I can, especially for, like, my Nintendo stuff. Because then mm-hmm. I can just bloop, bloop, pop it right in, and, like, in case something happens to my Switch, I still have the little game that I can get another Switch or whatever to put it into. And, like, I get it. Physical media takes up space. And if you don't have that space, don't feel bad about getting digital media. <laughs> You know, but it just is what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's definitely a concern as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh fuck, that's gonna absolutely kill my uh, my little apartment. But um, like, ugh, we want to move at the end of the year, and it's like, oh boy, records are heavy. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is gonna get worse by then. Gotta get some milk crates to put them in, and you gotta find a big strong person to pick them up. <laughs> Oh, um, we've already decided we don't care how much it costs. We're 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 paying movers. We're not moving ourselves. Ooh. Like that. It's not ooh fancy. It's ooh. I don't want to hate you. You don't want to hate me. Like <laughs> I, st- it's still ooing I, about. I it. hate it. I get it. I hate it. I made the decision myself the last time I was moved by my family into this apartment before I met him, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not fucking doing this on my own again. <laughs> like I'm paying professionals. This is insane. I hate this. Yeah. So, yeah understandable yeah we're just moving you know to the next like city in the tri-cities or whatever so. Ooh, very nice well we want to we're, we're, we're pretty tired of this little apartment but you know we'll see what actually happens i don't know who knows um yeah anyway um it's just i don't know it's just interesting to see how all these things just go backwards like like, you say in your notes, and it's totally a thing, they're trying to push cassette tapes as, like, the next thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to work as well, because they've kind of tried it several times over the last few years with things. Because um, cassettes are so novelty, that's all they bring to the table, is novelty. Um, whereas something like vinyl brings novelty and quality. Because mm-hmm. um, that sound like shit. <laughs> so, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it'd be kind of a fun collector thing for a moment, but I don't think it's going to have the staying power. But I absolutely am seeing cassette releases of, of new albums as a thing I'm seeing. So. And I'm hearing about, like, you know, some older cassettes and stuff that are getting up there cost-wise because people are finding them yeah. new and picking them up at the thrift store for, like, a buck. Because no one's no, looking at crazy. them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, selling them online for, like, 20 or 30 well, that's why I gave you, you know, that that little those couple albums where I was like, if you ever see them, <laughs> I do look, I do look. Usually, I'll fucking pay you. You can tell by like what else is around, you know. If like if I'm seeing a lot of like country music, I'll just be like, I'm not oh, gonna look at the whole 100%. thing. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Same. Um, ugh. I really want to visit record stores on the East Coast because that's where these bands are from. And all I ever there's this one I follow on Instagram, uh, this record store. And, uh, they, oh, they get the coolest shit in all the time because they're from that area. Mm-hmm. Like, people are bringing that stuff in because they've had it in their houses forever. So, uh, stupid West Coast never having anything <laughs> good. 
Yeah. But again, you don't like you don't have to do it Keisha's way, you don't have to do it my way. <laughs> or it's like <laughs> you're like, I just I want it, you know, and I'm like, I want oh. part of my fun is finding it for a bargain. So. <laughs> See But then there's the part of my brain that goes, but you'll never I mean, this'll never show up again. There's only one in the world. There's not, but in my head that's what I think. Yeah. And then yeah. Because I want to, uh, going back to conventional weapons, I want to try to find them all. Um, but I know I'll be paying a lot of money for, for like, each one individually, mm-hmm. probably. And it's going to suck ass. But a lot of those songs aren't available physically. Well, no, those songs are not available physically anywhere else. Yeah. Um, or digitally. You have to rip them off of, like, YouTube and stuff. But, um, oh, some of them are so good. And some of them are fine. But some of them are so good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to make me, like, a full list of things that you want me to look for. Oh, jeez. And then, like, I can put it in my little, like, collection app to, like, check on or whatever. Well, I just did the Frank Iero CDs because I was like, there's a chance someone has, like, some weird-ass, you know, CD that they just, you know, end up at some place like that. Mm -hmm. Like, not Leathermouth, perhaps, but I feel like Pensy Prep could because it's the kind of weird, like, you know, punk band that no one's ever heard of unless you, you know... If you know, you know, then like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like anything special, uh, the album art and stuff, but yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Would you like to finish up this episode with your little other topics section? Oh, my other topics? It didn't have to be in this episode fun, necessarily, but it's, it's, um. Your fun stuff to say. It is, uh, kind of recent. So, let me, let me do some backstory. There is... You know Tumblr, and there are Tumblr sexy men on Tumblr, right? And they're often weird. Mm-hmm. So a, mm-hmm. earlier this summer, there was a Tumblr sexy men poll, and it was done on Twitter. And I did had no idea it was happening until after because I saw a lot of memes about the Queen dying <laughs> because it had, like I think it finished the same <laughs> day the Queen died. And um, uh, well. Sans Sans from Undertale won the Twitter poll and. Guess what Tumblr has now, baby? Tumblr has polls. Brand new feature. Just (laughs) out. People are using them for wild stuff. And so the person who ran the Tumblr Sexy Man um, contest on Twitter was like, let's do it on Tumblr. And I didn't hear about it right away. I heard about it like we were getting near the end. And it was... Because they were so sure it was going to be at the end. The same thing Twitter was, which was like Regan versus Sans. And Sans like won. Well, come up to, like, you know, the round before the finals. Regan from what? Regan is up against, um, I don't know what he's from. He's from, it's an anime guy. I don't know what he's from. I was gonna say, are they, are they talking about the literal bestest boy of all time, Regan from Mob Psycho 100? It could be. He's got orange hair, blonde hair. Hair. Hold, hold on. Regan. When I tell you that this home is a, is a fucking Regan home, holy shit. Is it, uh... (laughs) <laughs> is it this man who should win every poll ever? Hold on. You didn't tell me they were up against Regan. Now, now I'm sitting up. Now I'm. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the finals <laughs> tension before. Is... Tensions peaked. Before they went up against Sans. Yes, they were up against that. Because he was the one in the finals uh... on the Twitter poll against Sans and he lost. Um, Fuck Undertale. God damn it. <laughs> and so they were like, all right. I don't remember who Sans was up against for the final on Tumblr one was. But, you know, Sans was winning like by a landslide. And the eventual winner oh, won by a landslide, which was Cecil from Welcome to Night Vale. And people were up in arms when he beat <laughs> Regan. And um, 
when they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's like, you guys are Tumblr newbies. This is like old Tumblr blood. It's like, this was part of DashCon. They were invited to DashCon. That was a whole thing where they never got paid. Yep. There. It was like later days and they left. Um, Cecil has no canon image. It's just a voice. <laughs> and is canonically gay since episode one. And is married and has a husband. Not since episode one, but yes, he, he's married. And that is who won the Tumblr Sexy Men 2023. Old school Tumblr, Cecil from Welcome to Night Vale. And yeah, people were being like out of pocket about it, I guess. Some people were. <laughs> and someone says something that's like, I think it's time that people have to accept that Regan is a Twitter sexy man and not a Tumblr sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? That's pretty true because he's very conventionally attractive. Yeah, they're like, that's a Twitter sexy man. But I have to yeah. keep, I keep mentioning the Twitter thing is because Cecil lost in round one on the Twitter, on the Twitter bracket. That's, wow. He lost to, I bet that, yeah. He lost to Slender Man on the Twitter bracket in round one. Who has a canon image. <laughs> and I feel like that definitely shows the difference of having it on Tumblr versus yeah. out somewhere else. That's so true. Like, that is a really great like, example of the difference between those two audiences. Like, don't get it twisted. Sans still made it to the final. But he definitely he mm -hmm. lost by a lot. It wasn't a tight race. Whereas I think on Twitter, it was a tight race for a long time between Sans and Regan. Mm -hmm. And I think the poll lasted for longer, too, whereas they were only doing it day long on, on Tumblr. But that's, you know, whatever. They're like, people said oh, a man. week was too long, so we're doing a day. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, now that now that I know my boy Regan was involved, I'm big mad. <laughs> oh yeah, he got he got defeated. And I guess the oh, joke is that Cecil's going to officiate the Regan Sands wedding now. That's what he wins for his prize. So, oh god, Regan could do so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been an Undertale person. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm kind of being an asshole. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not a Sands girl. I'm more of a Papyrus girl, but like, you know. Um I, want, I wanted to wait until we were recording to show you this. Uh, this literally came up on my dash today when you were talking about all of this. So, like, yeah. No canon image. It can be anyone you want it to be. It can be Gerard Way. Yep. <laughs> it could be. There is, a, there is a fan theory that Cecil looks different to everyone who looks at him. I've heard that. So, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, and I like it where they're like, "Now nah, we're not giving him a canon image. He's just whatever you think. And I guess you could say his canon image could be the guy who does his voice who's also named Cecil, but, like, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of... Well, when you said he had no canon image, that was the thing that went in my head. I was like, but isn't it just the guy who does it, kind of? No. Like... He's playing a character. Uh, yeah. All right. Fictional characters, eh? And there was another <laughs> Tumblr post I saw that was like, um... He's like, I, I kept seeing all leading up to her. It's like, I'm in this sexy man contest against a skeleton. <laughs> it's like, you could hear it in his voice, like, doing it. But, like, there was one after he won where it's like, I won, but I have to give it to the real Tumblr sexy man, the person who deserves it. And he gives it to his husband, Carlos. Aww. Like, I've listened to a little bit of Night Vale. I'm, like, I'm like vaguely aware of what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't listened in a while just because... It requires more focus, especially because I know now that it's something that, like, has a lot of callbacks in it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I gotta, like, pay more attention than I would for, like, listening to, like, my bim bam or something <laughs> with people talking. I don't have to listen to every word they say, so. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. 
there's there's a difference in like those types of podcasts for sure yep 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 tumblr sexy man cecil gershwin palmer amazing Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm really loving the chaos just in my side of tumblr for the for the polls i feel like it's a a fun little thing what ones have you seen just a bunch of my chem shit Mm. so it's like it's so stupid to like say it out loud to people but um someone will like do a song and they'll break it down by lyric and you'll like vote for like i don't know here let me try to find one (laughs) I'm pretty sure I liked one earlier. I feel like I'm seeing more generic ones, like, um, try to keep this poll 50-50. Well, I'm not... Like, where you have to try... You're, like, psychically trying to keep the poll 50-50. Oh, sure, yeah. I, I'm i not... Um, I don't crawl on my dash. I just hang out in tags, because I haven't followed a lot of people since I'm back on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I will be on my dash, because I'll follow enough people, and hopefully they'll follow me, that I can craft what I would like it to be now, whereas my dash is actually very out of date. Um, so. I gotcha, I gotcha. Let's see if I can fucking find one and all this bullshit that I've liked recently. I don't know. There's another I one I see that I like where it's like, don't vote on this poll, just repost it. And like all the options are like, maybe just a little click or like, you know, oh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And there's like 60,000 votes on it, so clearly people are not good at following <laughs> Including myself, I voted ho hoo hee hee. It would, it would be something like, uh, so you have to vote. Like, would you be the savior of the broken, the bee, and the damned? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just the black raid lyrics. Um, yeah, people are doing shit like that. And, like, they're probably going to do even more unhinged things as it really kicks off for people. I love it. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. I think there was yeah. a bug race. That's the big thing people were talking about. Like, one of the first polls was like, here's polls now. Race the bugs. And it was like the emoji of like a caterpillar and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Good. Use them unhingedly, please. I know. That's what that's what I was hoping for. And I was like, oh, I hope people really go in on this because they could. Well, you know. I, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Yay. I'm trying to think, is there anything else that we want to touch on? God, I don't know. Um, Just in general. I don't think, I don't think so. Um, not at the moment, I don't think. I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do yeah. some social media? I don't know. Do we? You can. <laughs> Are we on anything? Well, like... I mean, you're more of the social media person than I am at this point. <laughs> oh, like our own social media? Yes. We don't like... have a social media for oh. this podcast in particular yet, but Keisha, where can oh, people sure, yeah, find yeah. you? You can still find me on Twitter. I'm at lady underscore snark, but it's just like, it's just there. Um, mostly though, these days, it's, uh, Tumblr and TikTok, and it's the same name on both. It's Teal Ends Keisha Ray. Yes, she's gonna just do another fucking MyChem reference before the end of the episode. Um, if you know, you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's mostly where I'm at. Instagram. Oh, the fuck am I on Instagram? I think I'm Lady underscore Snark on there, too. Um, if you're, like, a white dude with a kid and, like, God in your profile and, like, the American flag or whatever, like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> because there have been, like, three of them lately and it's not okay. <laughs> Is it, like, the, the Tumblr, the porn bots on Tumblr? But I don't like... <laughs> know. I don't know. Because other Rachel thinks it might be. And I'm, like, I don't know, man. I think it's a mix. But I hate it. And these people are, like, liking my shit and, like, messaging. And they might be real people and they might not be. And I'm, like, oh, my good lord, how I could not be less interested in interacting with you as a person literally ever. So, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. It's it's awful. It just keeps happening. I hope it's just, like, a bot thing. 
but like ew (laughs) goodness anyway yeah well you know i think that's what happens when you start presenting a little more alt or goth or whatever those normies eat it up so Mm, gotcha gotcha you know so so i so i hear (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man it's fucked um yeah, where can they find you, even though I know you're just sort of loafing around? <laughs> you can find me in the ether. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not telling you my Tumblr. You can probably figure it out. That's, There's some people who yeah. listen to that that know what it is, but I just don't feel like bringing it up. It's secret. <laughs> you, can cut the, you can cut this out. Um, I was talking to Sarah. I was like, what's it going to take to get your Tumblr name out of you? And she's like, absolutely never going to do that. So, like... <laughs> It's like you suck. <laughs> I'll give you mine, and I'm real unhinged in my tags. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like what the fuck? I think people could figure it out, but it's not that verb yeah. there, which I am pretty much everywhere else. Exactly. Yeah, it's different. It is so. different. And I, I there was a point like in time where I was going to change it to that, but I just decided not to, and now it's kind of paid off in my advantage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and I'm just like, oh, well, Twitter Twitter is sinking, and I need to be elsewhere, so I guess I'll just, like, try to be the same thing on as many things as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, it, it'll just be, like, a funny joke if, when I dye my hair eventually, because I won't have, won't have teal ends anymore. You, that's when you have to put the teal ends in on purpose. Did I ever tell you what the joke is? Yes. I don't remember was, if I ever told was, you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you've told me that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teal roots Gerard way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, Rachel doesn't want you to find her, but uh, we'll find you next time on another episode of From Beyond Fandom. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.